the perfect offering. On this day, we commemorate how Jesus chooses to go to the cross to die for sins. So, if we have not sinned, you're free to get up and leave now. But if we are still here, it means that Jesus died for you and I who are imperfect. I think I say this because there's this idea that I have to figure it out so that Jesus will be pleased with me. Like I have to be perfect first. But that's not how it is. It's I'm imperfect, I'm very far from perfect, and I go to the Lord, and He's the one who makes me perfect. We can say with St. Paul, Jesus died for sinners, of these I am the first. We can say with scripture, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I say that, I talk about it here, so that hopefully that feeling of self-consciousness, that feeling of shame, that feeling that, man, if everybody could see what I've done, if everybody could see how imperfect I am, I'm not like everybody else here. They're the perfect ones. That I feel, I feel like a fraud. I feel like they would just kick me out. But the reality is, Jesus wants sinners, imperfect, broken, shameful people who've done shameful things. That it's precisely into that brokenness that Christ wants to pour his love. That mercy is when my shame receives his love pouring into it. It actually burns, right? It's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. It's like if you did something really bad, like maybe you, not that I've ever done this, but say you've like talked about somebody and then all of a sudden they like walk up and do something really nice and you're like, I feel terrible. <laughs> and so what does Christ want? What does he come to do? So Jesus comes, and we, we hear in our first reading from the prophet Isaiah about how he, he freely chooses to take the burden of suffering and sin. And so we can look at the cross, we could say, I did that to him. I, my sins, Jesus felt the weight of every one of my sins. Every mean thing I said about other people, every shameful act that I did, Jesus felt the burden of that. But it also means 
that every mean word uttered against me, Jesus felt. Every time I was excluded, Jesus felt that. Every shameful, harmful act done to me, Jesus experienced. And so Jesus chooses to go to the cross out of love for you and I. And so Jesus, who is perfect, Jesus, who is innocent, chooses to join himself with those who are not innocent, with the guilty. And his perfect divine offering to the Father, it's, it's perfect. And so what you and I are invited to do at every Mass, but especially on this day, on Good Friday, is to bring all of our imperfectness, all of our brokenness, all that Jesus wants to draw to himself, we bring it to him. He receives our imperfectness. In him, he, he takes it and joins it with his perfect offering to the Father. This is the day where our prayers are even more efficacious, powerful. Because it's the day in which the Father receives the perfect offering of his Son. And so anything we unite to him is just so powerful and listened to by the Father. In a few minutes, we're going to have our solemn intercessions. There's ten of them. It's always a little bit long. But the idea is, on this day in which the Father receives that offering of the Son, that we take all of our prayers, all of our wants and our needs, and we unite them to Jesus. Jesus, bring this with you. In a few minutes, we will also have the chance to come up and venerate the cross. In, typically, in the past, you could, you could kiss, reverence the cross. Today, we're not going to do that. But you can... This is the day, this is the one day out of the year where when you and I, when we see a cross, we genuflect in adoration. That the cross is so present, so powerful this day, that Christ makes the cross holy. Christ fills the cross with love. And so we genuflect in adoration, the cross that saves me from my sins because of Christ. And we can also come up and we can, we can touch the cross. And part of our touching of the cross is also our own embracing of the cross, our own, our own offering, our own uniting ourselves to the cross. So maybe that could be whether we genuflect or we come up and touch the cross, that in our hearts our invitation today is to unite my imperfect offering with the cross. I'm with him. He claims me. I need you. That's something we always have a choice in. 
Every one of us has a cross. Every one of us has brokenness. The freedom comes in, what do I do with it? There's a, a family I've come to know in the last couple of years. They're from North Phoenix. And the, the mom was telling me this incredible uh, story. So years ago, we'll say 10 years ago, about uh, she and her husband had divorced, had separated, even living with other people. Their son comes down with cancer. And the mom examines her life, says, my son needs me. My son's grown up. He's not a kid. He's an adult. My son needs me. My son needs us. She didn't ask for her son to get cancer. But she could choose what she did about it. So what did she do? She chose to draw closer to her son, to be with him in his suffering. And at the same time, she, joined, she drew closer to her husband, who walked away from other people. And this couple came back together because of the cancer of their son. Their son was told he had months or so to live. But he kept going. He kept going. And the whole family began turning back to their faith. And in January, two months ago, two and a half months ago, uh, this young man, after 10 years of battling cancer that should have killed him in a few months, he passed away. And the mother was telling me this story of how in the days leading up, his father would take him and bathe him. That the family would be there all the time and feed him, care for him, give him space when they were too much for him. And the mother shared with me that at the very end, he, um, after all the time that she spent with him, that he passed away when she was with him. And she said, Father Matt, it was the most peaceful thing I've ever experienced. She's like, I'm a nurse. I've been with a lot of people who died. It's not always pretty. She said, it was so peaceful. What a gift from God. And the hospice nurse comes in and says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and bathe him before the mortuary comes. And she says, no, this is my son. This is where he's at. I will bathe him. So she tenderly cleaned her son and sat with him until they came and took the body. It would have been very easy for that mother to say, I've messed up too much. I, my sins, my brokenness is too much. But she recognized that the door to grace, the door to God's heart, is always open. That God does not care what I've done in the past. What God cares about is, what am I doing now? And when we come to him, he doesn't want to us to come to him with perfection, because I have none of that. But instead, to bring him my shame, my weakness, my selfishness, my pride... And then if I can humbly bring that to him, 
If I can choose to cling to his cross, even if it involves suffering and difficulty, that that perfect cross is actually going to be what's perfect for me and my happiness, my holiness. This mother shared with me, she said, my son getting cancer, as painful and as hard as that was to walk with him, She's like, I can't tell you how many treatments. (laughs) I can't tell me how many doctor's appointments, how much money it cost. And she said, that cancer was exactly what we all needed. That the cross is the antidote to sin and the key to heaven. And so we come here today with gratitude. We come today with our own imperfect lives, choosing to unite ourselves with the cross of Christ, his perfect offering, which brings us salvation.